Welcome to What the Fun Podcast with Kimmy, Kisa, and Renee. Glad you can join us as we explore all aspects of entertainment and current events with industry professionals, friends, and us. Welcome. Here we are, episode 15. This is 15, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. We just gotta, we gotta make that um, check here. Um, well, we just wrapped up Thanksgiving and I am so stuffed. I, I still can't move. It was two days of committing pure gluttony here at my family's. <laughs> I mean, when Filipinos cook, they cook. And boy, did we cook. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, you know what? I'll have to say, because I don't eat it as often, my mom's Filipino dishes, she'll ask us like what, what she wants us um, or what we want and she'll make it. So for me, mm. it's um, palabok noodles. It's a type of noodles. I can't even describe it. Um, yes. <laughs> but it's so good because it is packed with a lot of meats and tofu and stuff. Mm. So... Those yeah. are like the really thin noodles, right? No, actually, these are thick noodles. I, I don't oh. know if it is like rice noodles, but um, it is so freaking good. It has like this garlicky flavor to it with pork and mm. shrimp, green onions. And then she'll um, fry garlic and then we use it as like a topping. Mm-hmm, so it kind of mm-hmm. gives it that nice garlicky burnt taste, but just mm. enough. And then we drizzle lemon on top to give it some citrus balance but it's so freaking good what did you guys what did you guys have for thanksgiving what was your um, favorite uh, entree at the table mine is pie well really i only like i mean no i do like multiple kinds of pie but i really like pumpkin pie it's my favorite kind yes and so i when it's like the fall, I make everything with pumpkin in it all the time because it's so good. <laughs> so pumpkin pie is my favorite. Sean's parents always like make it from scratch. So it's really good. And But my mom makes sweet potato pie, which is also so good because it's just like, I mean, they're literally the same. Oh, they yeah. Just like yeah. butter <laughs> and sugar, just different Sweet potatoes or pumpkin. I love sweet potatoes. Oh, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Anything belonging to the squash family. Yeah, Yeah. I'm all about it. (laughs) Renee? Um, We had just your typical Thanksgiving dinner. Turkey, ham, greens, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. So what's your favorite? My favorite is usually the mac and cheese. And my mom makes like the best mac and cheese. So we didn't get it this year, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but hopefully for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have uh, our, my, my sister's friend made mac and cheese. Like it's good. It was good. But I think that the yeah. ham was the, the star of the show. My brother-in-law made the ham and it was like, I just kept eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, I have some more, please. <laughs> I see. I, I had a discussion with my, my mom yesterday. We were like, we didn't celebrate Thanksgiving as a kid. Like, I don't remember celebrating Thanksgiving as maybe <laughs> as a teenager. Because we got invited to somebody's house. And then it was like, then yearly we went to their house after that. Mm-hmm. But it was like, what is Thanksgiving? Like, that wasn't even a thing for us. 
Yeah. <laughs> we had tamales. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah, what it was. Yeah, but people do that, though. <laughs> like, people make tamales for Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving all the time. Yeah, I've got a friend yeah. who loves making a bunch of them, and then she gives it out to family and friends. So I'm looking forward mm. to my uh, to my bundle of yum. <laughs> Uh, what's crazy is um, we kept getting pictures from family in Honduras that were celebrating Thanksgiving. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. They had turkey. They had the whole thing. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see my face because that's what <laughs> it's just like, interesting. <laughs> did you guys take advantage of the sales? Like, did anyone go online or actually physically do some, you know, Black Friday shopping? Renee, I see your face. What did you do? I did. Oh, please tell I us did. what did what kind of damage did you do online? I, like, I, I did like a two hundred dollar damage. It wasn't so bad, I don't think. But I was up to like four something in the morning <laughs> doing it. Um, it's just I was looking for deals for the adults since I can't go shopping like physically mm-hmm. go shopping. So I was like trying to find like cute little things, you know, that people would be. Like, you know, like sustainable stuff that I was like, oh, this is a sustainable gift, mm-hmm. you know. Then you have to look and research like all the different websites and see what sales they have and then try to find like the cheapest one and be like, oh, yeah, that that works for this person. And I can do this like, you know, mm-hmm. dish cover for this person. But there's three <laughs> sites that have it. And so you're going to find the cheapest site. And so it was just a lot of work. I don't I usually just like going shopping, not yeah. like online stuff. But you have to get used to it, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm about the gift cards, here's a gift card. Go buy what you want. People are so yeah. finicky these days when it comes to certain things, especially with but then clothes. Then if I get a gift card, I don't use it. I forget that I have it. Oh, I'm all about the gift card. Can attest to this. Someone gave me a gift card not so not so long ago, <laughs> very recently, in fact, and uh, I deleted it from my email. <laughs> so, I mean, I can kind of see that being possibly like junk mail. Like, oh, what is this? Oh, junk mail. As yeah. opposed to receiving like the physical gift card. That's one thing. Yeah. But online gift cards, yeah, that throws me off sometimes. <laughs> I think that, like, because sometimes I will get a gift card and I won't use it either because I just forget. Yeah, just forget that I have it. But uh, but it depends if it's like a store that I like always shop at, like mm-hmm. Express. I'll remember because <laughs> I go there all the time and <laughs> buy all my clothes. From- See, I like getting just a generic gift card for like, I don't know whether it's from American Express or MasterCard, Visa, because then you can take it anywhere. Because for me, when it comes to clothes, I'm very finicky, like where I shop. I shop everywhere. I don't have like a go-to store. I just go to certain places. But at least with a general gift card, you can use it anywhere. Yeah. Anyway, what's I going to tell you? Have you guys started decorating your Christmas stuff already? Christmas decoration. Okay, so let me tell you. So last year I had friends giving at my house, and this is the only time I decorate my house is that for friends giving. So we didn't have it this year. And so the Christmas wreath that I had made by a friend has been up all year <laughs> since <laughs> last November. <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> 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 
so it's never come down. <laughs> that oh, is done. awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to put up lights. I asked Sean, I was like, are you going to put up some lights this year? He was like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds right. Yeah, we're probably not going to do that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I But I feel like people have... Ever since Halloween ended, I feel like, at least in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. people's lights have been up. Yeah. They are they are there because people are ready for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, lifted a lot of people's spirits to just get mm-hmm. into that part. Of yeah, that is so true. I mean, I can see it on my Facebook feed, all these people showing, you know, their decors up early before Thanksgiving. So <clears throat> definitely the spirit is there just at least enjoy the holiday that makes most people happy and that is Christmas so yeah 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 no decor here do you decorate though Renee? usually like (laughs) I'll do like one little thing so like last year I found these little cute um birdies from Target I think it was and they were in their little Christmas outfits I put that out and that was Christmas (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was it but we don't have a tree. We don't use do any of that stuff. We're getting a new couch. So maybe with the new couch, we'll be like, oh, we can decorate decorate or put a throw on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> <It's Christmas-y>. <laughs> <laughs> a few years back, like, because our living room is like not very big. So we didn't want a tree because it was just going to take up so much floor space. So we... Like Sean saw this thing like to make like a wall tree. So we got some garland that have the lights already in it. And then you just like do an outline of a tree Mm -hmm. on your wall. You just kind of like nail it to your wall. So we've done that for two years. I would love to see a picture of that. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. That's really cool. Yeah. Really cute. I'll show you guys a picture. You know, I'm always crafting. Yes. (laughs) You should post that on Instagram and show our... Fans. Oh, man. Well, closets, Christmas, crafting, sustainability. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to our person today, our guest, Rebecca Rivera. Rebecca is pretty cool. So let's get on to our special spotlight guest of the day who knows sustainability inside and out fashion inside and out. Kimmy, take it away. (laughs) Joining us today is an actor turned fashion designer. Born and raised in Southern California, Rebecca received her BA in costume design for theater before moving to New York City to study at the Fashion Institute of Technology. There, she launched her label, Irish Latina, a sustainable clothing brand offering seasonless pieces made from post-consumer products that strives to make a positive impact on the fashion industry by keeping clothing out of the landfill. Wow, that is amazing and so brilliant and freaking innovative. Jeez, without further ado, let's welcome this beautiful fashionista and fashion designer, Rebecca Rivera. Yay, Yay. welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Rebecca. We are excited to have you here. Um, Thank you. So how we came to know of you was actually through a fellow classmate that we had back at Cal State Fullerton. We were probably there around the same time too. It's just that I didn't know you. (laughs) Yeah, right? 
I was just coming in as a grad student and I think you were heading out as a with your bachelor. So yeah. But it's a small world and here we are today. So thank you, Marcy, for hooking this up. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as soon as I heard about what you were doing, how um you had your you have your own fashion line, which is really exciting. And how it start like you started off in theater, and then we came to find out when we had our meet and greet yesterday that you were even a performer as a young a young performer. Mm-hmm. So how all of that has influenced your life and like where you are now, it's all exciting to me. I kind of started on the opposite. Um, I started in fashion merchandise. That's where my undergrad was, and then I found theater, like as I was exiting that, yeah. my BA. And then I went out to do the internships and stuff and fashion. And I was like, I do not want to do this. Not no. for me. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> not for everybody. It's not for everyone, but the love is still there. And I have a lot of love for, for fashion and a lot of uh, curiosity on how that whole industry works and everything in between. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay. So uh, let's start off with how you like, where you started off in theater, how you fell into that? Well, um, my mom actually got us into it. She encouraged my, one of my younger brothers, I'm the oldest of five. Uh, my brother Noah, she took him to, uh, an audition for Oliver and just him, she dressed him up and he got in the show and he had so much fun that the rest of us followed him. Like we, from then on, we were all doing musical theater. Um, so probably from maybe age 11 to 18, I was doing it uh, and had a blast. I had so much fun. I love performing. I mean, even I sang in choir in high school as well. I grew up dancing, tap, jazz, ballet. Um, so I just really loved loved performing and loved the theater. Now, my brother, who started doing it, he went on to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was, it was not something that I, I wanted to do for a mm-hmm. career. I always knew it. it was just really fun but I knew just at a, even from a young age that um I didn't want to pursue it in that in that way yeah you know and you have to really love it right because I don't know it's it's not an easy job it's not an easy Mm-mm. path so you have to really really be passionate about it and I just always had fun with it I didn't want the fun to be taken out of it I didn't mm-hmm. you know I didn't mm-hmm. want it to be to get too competitive or it would have taken the fun out of it for me um, yeah. But I knew I was always drawn to to more of the behind the scenes, like the hair, the makeup, the costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved doing the makeup, getting ready to go on stage. That was always the most fun for me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was super it was super cool and intriguing. Um, I was just drawn to that creative side of it. So even from a young age, like I remember. I used to dress my Barbies and put them away. I didn't even play with them. Like I liked to the whole Same process. Here. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, okay, I'm over it now. Like they're dressed. <laughs> they're ready. <laughs> so, and I remember even at, like, as a young age, watching my fair lady and having a, a like really powerful feeling when I was watching the horse race scene where they're all in lace, mm-hmm. right. And they have the parasols are in black mm-hmm. and white just being so drawn to that scene and thought it was so beautiful. Um, and that's from the costumes and the hair and the makeup and all of that that went into that scene, you know? Yeah. So I yeah. knew even from a young age that I was drawn to to that side of it. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that's, I think that's so great. Cause I know for me, like with working in theater, like you could have the most talented actor, actress on stage, but if the tech does not support the vision, it does not matter because they will look terrible if there's bad costume design and mm-hmm. bad lighting design and bad staging and choreography. So all of that, all of that all just like comes together. And, you know, that's what makes theater work. Oh, yeah. At least for me, is is when you have like really great design meets really talented people, yeah. then you're like, oh, this is a great show. And yeah. you know, and, and even if it isn't like the kind of material that I I would normally like to see, it doesn't matter because it's like it all just makes sense and yeah. works together. And it even adds, it even helps the actors, right? Like mm-hmm. having, once you get into costume and hair and makeup, like everything really comes to life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what made you really decide to switch into like pursuing design or pursuing costume design? Like from that, let's switch up from going from on stage to design. Well, I... I, well, because I knew I was always more drawn to the costumes and the hair and makeup and everything, right? But I still didn't realize I could do it as a career. Like, I didn't really think about that. I, yeah. I thought I should get a business degree and then I can do anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I was a business major for two seconds at Cal State Fullerton and failed accounting class. And I was like, okay, nope, <laughs> business degree is not happening. Not for me. So I found out that they had, um, and Cal State Fullerton at the time, they were like top 16 in the nation for the yeah. theater department. And I found out that they had um, a costume design department mm-hmm. you know, that you could major. And I just marched over there and was like, okay, I have, this is where I have to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to, to find that. And I don't know why, I just never thought that I could pursue that before yeah. you yeah. know it wasn't until I failed something else that I was like oh yeah that makes sense why don't I just pursue pursue this yeah and I even like walked into the costume shop and and then asked them to hire hire me so that you know so I helped make the costumes for the shows and yeah. stuff and um it was awesome it was a great great experience yeah yeah I think it's not I think like those backstage roles are not because they're not like the glamorous roles, do you know yeah. what I mean? You don't so you think don't, of them, right? They're you out of sight. Think, you don't see them. They're out of sight. Yeah, you don't out of sight, out of mind. Bombs. I know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that that makes complete sense. Yeah, it wasn't until I started working in theater that I was like, oh, there are other jobs than are, than mm-hmm. just dancing yeah, or singing yeah. or acting. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Actually, a lot of jobs because it lot. takes a lot of jobs to put a show on. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot yes. of people. So where did you find that shift going from theater to fashion? Like, what was that? Um, well, I love, so I, I love the theater. I mean, I still, still do. And obviously they, theater and costume design and fashion design um, have some similarities. Obviously mm-hmm. you're dressing bodies, but they're pretty different. Um, you know, for costume design, you're, you're reading scripts. There's a, there's like a structure, a skeleton, right. Of, the way things are supposed to be. Someone's wearing something in one scene. There's, um, there's kind of rights and right and wrong ways to do things as well. If it's maybe a period piece, something has to be accurate. Um, so there's more rules to it. You're dealing with the director and actors and things and fashion design. I mean, 
kind of like for me, because I have my own label, it's up to me, right? What I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm doing things that are more current, something that someone wants to wear today, not, you know, not something that looks like a costume. So um, I realized that I kind of wanted to have that more, more freedom in that sense to be able to make what I wanted to make. Um, And like I was saying before, I mean, it's tricky because if you make something and no one likes it, you don't make money and you don't, you know, start to make a business that way. Yeah. But, um, but I definitely wanted to try that and I wanted that freedom and that, that, uh, creativity to be able to do what I wanted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel that, uh, you had gained the skills that you needed and the direction that you wanted from Cal State Fullerton when you went to FIT in New York or? No, it was so different. Honestly, when I, applied to FIT. I showed them my portfolio with all my fashion sketches and I didn't get in. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get in the first time I applied. And I was like, what? I have a bachelor's. Like, I was like, what? You have a bachelor's in costumes. How are you not going to, how are you not going to let me yeah. in your school? <laughs> so I flew my butt to New York. I walked into the fashion design department. I asked to speak with the head of the fashion design department. <laughs> and they were like, uh, are you a student here? I'm like, no, but I want to be. So they, they're like, let me talk to him. And he's like, I'm really not supposed to be talking to you. You're not a student. And I'm like, okay, well, I really need to know why you didn't let me in your school. He's like, well, how did you, let me see your portfolio. So I showed it to him and he's like flipping through it, flipping through it. Is this what you applied with? I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you want to do costumes or do you want to do fashion? I was like, fashion. He's like, well, this is costumes. Mm. I was like, but it's clothes on a body. Like, do you know what I mean? I thought that that would be (laughs) sufficient. He's like, nope, go home, redo your portfolio. So I like locked myself in my bedroom for a month and just cranked out fashion sketches because I hadn't done any before even. Mm -hmm. And he like, he made a little note on my, because a fashion sketch, like the body's kind of different too. And so um, he gave me like little notes on what to do. He's like, change this, just this. So I just locked myself in my room and made a whole new portfolio and I applied with that and I got in. So, I mean, you'd think that they would be, you know, similar enough, right? But he's like, no. I love that you flew out there and just like barged through the door to say, hey, what's the matter with y'all? Why didn't you take me? (laughs) (laughs) I just wasn't going to stand for it. I was like, this makes no sense. I have to just go there. You know, I know I couldn't possibly email. I was just like, I have to fly to New York and and just figure this out. But you don't take no for an answer, right? So he's like, I'm really not supposed to be meeting you. You're not a student. I was like, well, that's the problem. I'm not a student. I want to be a student here. I'm here. But I love that they gave you notes. I love that he like, you know, took the time to like give you some feedback and for you to, you know, redo this, your your portfolio all over again. So going into fashion design, tell us about your style. It's funky. Definitely funky. <laughs> now going to school really helped me like like hone my style, which was nice. I think that was one of the benefits of fashion school because you don't need to go to fashion school to be a fashion designer. There's plenty of designers out there. So you don't necessarily need it. But I think what helped me, what fashion school did for me was help me figure out my style. Mm. Um, so when you're in draping class and things, I always gravitated to like funky, crazy prints and, and certain silhouettes. So I figured that out about myself through, mm-hmm. through fashion school. 
Um, so yeah, it's funky. It's colorful. Um, my brand is called Irish Latina and it's, um, it's a sustainable brand. Mm -hmm. I take, uh, secondhand clothes and I use them to make new clothing. So I try to keep clothing out of the landfill in that way. And so lots of color, lots of graphics, definitely inspired by like nineties hip hop skate culture, um, both East and West coast inspire me, you know, Mm -hmm. the styles of both, um, Brooklyn and LA, you know, so yeah, it's, it's wild. How did you get into sustainable fashion? Like, how did it even come about? Yeah, well, because I was just doing things kind of uh, the way fashion school teaches you to do them for a while. Um, When I went to fashion school, I finished in 2012. Nobody was talking about sustainable fashion. No one was talking about sustainability. That was just not a thing yet. Mm -hmm. Now everyone's talking about it, right? But um, so I was kind of just doing things the way I was taught in school and then I saw a documentary called The True Cost on um, the negative effects of the fashion industry. And I just cried through the whole thing and was like, how did I not know this before? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. this is what I want to do. How, how did I not know? Like how, how um, it affects the planet, mm-hmm. how wasteful it is, how it affects people. So, you know, if we're, if a company, when maybe your favorite brand is, manufacturing in Bangladesh and the women, cause it's mostly women that make your clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, like 80% of garment workers are women and women of mm-hmm. color and they're, and they're living below the poverty line because they're not being paid a, a living wage. Right. I mean, that's stuff you should know. Yeah. Right. And no one was talking about it. And so it was just so eye opening to me and I knew I, I had to do something differently. I couldn't mm-hmm. keep doing things the way I was doing them. I didn't want to, participate in that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what can I do? What, what can I do? And like I was telling you guys yesterday, my mom had made my brother a quilt from all his show shirts that we did as a kid, like Peter Pan, Aladdin, Christmas Carol. And um, I think she found it on Pinterest or something like the mm-hmm. idea for it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. It would be cool if you could wear like all your favorite shirts at the same time, like in a bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. So I made my bomber out of 12 different secondhand t-shirts that I got from like from the thrift store. And that was the first piece of my first sustainable collection that I showed at LA fashion week. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is what, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and keep clothing out of landfill rather than producing new fabric, rather than producing new waste. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work with the waste that we already have. There's so many good finds at thrift stores and it's better, it's better made than if you were to buy it just at like any other store and yeah. and it's so customizable and it's a fraction of the price and you can do whatever you want with it. And it's, I mean, like that, I, I feel like that's the way to do it. Like I've started like going to thrift stores all the time to find new furniture pieces or like buy house decor, just even off things like Facebook marketplace that yeah. you can just like get from somebody else and then you can paint it and do whatever. And like fix it up so it can be what you want it to be. I think like that is so important. And, you know, you're not just like throwing, people are not just throwing good things out, you know, that somebody else can find. And Yeah, no, it's so important. And it's important too, when you're done with things to think of how you can keep it out of the ground, right? So mm-hmm. by donating it to a thrift store or maybe having um, a clothing swap with your girlfriends or, you know, um, there's, there's, 
lots of things you can do rather than just throwing something away. Yeah. Maybe someone else can, can enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy exactly. It. Yes. And there's also like the, the, the fact that you have a lot of clothes that are just like left in, and it's, what is it called? It's just all like really quick fashion, quick yeah, fashion, fast, that fashion. fast fashion. And that alone, because you buy something, it doesn't last long. It falls apart. Then mm-hmm. you, you end up getting rid of it. You buy more or it's just like on trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's nice to see that the trend is sustainability because that's the on trend right now, yeah. which is nice. But there used to be a time where you had a dress made for yourself. And that was the dress that you wore every Sunday. Oh yeah. You year, had a dress you know? for church. You had a dress for funerals. You had a dress for a job interview. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was it. I know we're yeah. so, we have these massive closets full of clothes now, right? It's because clothes, clothing got so cheap. They were making yeah. it, they were making it quickly. So they're making it cheaply. They weren't even back stitching. So seams are falling out after one wash because mm-hmm. they're trying to crank it out. So it's not made to last. Mm-hmm. But then we have this false sense of of wealth. Like mm-hmm. we can walk into H&M, spend $50 and come out with bags of clothes. Mm-hmm. And so we feel we feel rich, but it's yeah. but it's crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not yeah. it's not helping anybody, right? And then we have all of this stuff. It's now we don't know what to do with it. It's filling landfills, you know? Yeah. So that's why it, everything just kind of has to slow down again. You know, yeah, yeah it and does. things need to be made better, and maybe we need mm-hmm. to spend more money to get to get something that's made well that we're going to keep, mm-hmm. yeah, and not just wear two times, yeah, and, yeah. and throw away. So, what was it like starting your own business? Because yesterday you mentioned um, that you graduated, you got your internship, and then it was out of that internship slash first job that you were like, okay, I'm ready to just go in for myself. So what was that like for you? So at the end of my time at FIT, I participated in this, um, in this competition. They took 15 designers from FIT and 15 designers from Parsons, which is a really big fashion school in Manhattan. And we're kind of like rivals. And (laughs) so the competition is between the two of us and they pick like a best school and best designer and everything. Well, that was my first time putting together a collection. It was just five pieces. We all had five looks. Um, But it was an awesome experience. really showed me how to put a a collection together and how, um, just how that works, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of when my brand was born. I consider it that because that was my first time putting together a collection. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it's starting your own business is always tricky. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Fashion school doesn't teach me how to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Fashion school just teaches you how to put together a portfolio so you, so someone else will hire you, you know, mm-hmm. so that you can get a job. But it doesn't tell you how to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. There's so much to that. So it's funny that you know going to school and getting all this knowledge and then graduating and still having so much to learn, right? That I just had to figure out myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's with anybody though, you know, like school, I feel like just teaches you exactly as you said, like how to get a job and like, you know, it's up to you to kind of like make that happen or not, you know, or do something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they teach you the basics or how to find yourself. Mm-hmm. 
But what I've gained, like what I've gathered from from this conversation, is that you're you're a go getter. So you're like, yeah, that's what I want. I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've pretty much always kind of known that what you know what I want. I think if uh-huh. and and definitely I'm not shy to go and to go and try and get it. And mm-hmm. I don't typically take no for an answer, as you. <laughs> as you can tell. Um, but I, you know, I think that's, that's a fine way to be because mm-hmm. it's gotten me, it's gotten me ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. So what sign are you? Elio. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. She's a Leo. She's a Leo. Yeah, yeah, that makes so, total sense. I was like, she's she's got to be a fire sign of some uh, sort. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's that inner confidence you guys have. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> just, I'm glad like, someone just appreciates knowing, us. Just knowing, yeah. just knowing who you are. You know what I mean? That's a huge, totally. huge mm-hmm. thing. I love yeah. that. Okay, I just love putting those things together because then I'm like, yes, I'm such a professional. I know that made sense. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, going and having your own business, right? And you start like marketing yourself and getting out there. What is that process like? Because you're using, obviously social media is a huge thing now. So I'm sure that that's one of your platforms. But you also mentioned you had a showroom and how does all that work? Yeah, there's lots of, there's lots of things. (laughs) to go into it. Um, when I started, like there was no Instagram in 2012, there was Facebook, but Instagram has really done a lot for fashion. It's been super helpful to get your designs out there through, you know, hashtagging, whatever, kind of creating that, um, connection with people. Like even, even people all over the world can see your things that way, you know, Mm. versus just having a website, it's harder to get people there everyone's on Instagram. So it's easier for them to see your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a mini website, right? Having your, your profiles, like a yeah. mini website or showroom. So that's been really influential social media and for fashion, especially. And then I do have a showroom in LA, which has helped me uh, get my clothes on, on different celebrities and stuff. And, and LA, you know, there's so much going on here for musicians, actors, dancers. Um, so it's helpful to be here too. How, how has your culture played, what influence has that had in, in your career in general? Um, well, I think because Mexican culture is very colorful and I do mm-hmm. think I'm, if you've seen my clothes, so colorful. So I'm very much drawn to, to the color mm-hmm. um, and the prints in that, in that way. And mm-hmm. um like I was saying, because I don't know, I'm a mix. Uh, like my mom is very, very light skinned. My dad is very dark skinned. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's been like really cool to grow up that way because I've just always seen a mix of different skin colors. Mm-hmm. And um, it never was a thing for me. Like it was just very normal to see that in my household. Mm-hmm. So um, like I like to have a mix, a different mix of models you know, when I'm, when we're doing photo shoots or fashion shows or things. Um, and it wasn't, I don't think it was something that I had to consciously do. Um, like I was saying, it's, it was just always in my, in my house to to see a mix of different skin colors or body types and things. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that was helpful just to always have that 
have that be important to me just because it was actually pretty natural to see it, you know? Yeah. It's just like a natural aesthetic of thing, how you saw the world. So what was one of your like favorite like fashion shows or like moments that you've had thus far? Oh, this is, well, this is hard because there's a few. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I showed at LA Fashion Week, um, I put a pole dancer on the runway and the models were walking around her and that was really cool. The pole dancer's name is Laura. She's super talented. Um, I put her in in a look from the collection and she pole danced and she's she's amazing. And um, I hadn't pole danced at all at that time. I just thought it was like so amazing. These women, like so athletic. Um, yeah. so talented it's, it does not look easy and they can make it look easy you know like mm-hmm. yeah um so after doing that I was like I want to try a pole class mm-hmm. and I went to the studio that that uh Laura went to and like fell in love with it I was like mm-hmm. this is so amazing <laughs> so that was really fun yeah it's so fun I mean you guys should try it really yeah it's I've super fun <laughs> Yeah. Who was it? I like, I've had like multiple friends like get into it and it's like, but they they come back from the classes. So bruised. And And you just have to accept it that it's good. Cause in the beginning I was like, Oh, I don't want to have bruises all over. And then you're like, it's so fun. I don't even care. Like I just, you know what I mean? You're like, it's really a blast and it's such a great workout. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that's, so because it's it's hard. It's, hard. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Yeah, and those like, bruises. Yeah, like all yeah. that core work, right? Uh, like it's, that it's, I don't I have. Know, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's an idea, ladies, for us to do that for our webisode series. Is go to a pole yeah. dancing class. Rebecca, oh we'll invite Rebecca. <laughs> yes, we'll go. We can just we can just take Rebecca. You will love it. We'll go. I promise. Oh my god! But what's fun about it is like even if you're not, even if you don't know what you're doing, and you and you didn't maybe get any of the moves or whatever, you're gonna leave that class feeling sexy as hell and really empowered. And that that was what it did for me. I was like, oh my god, I'm amazing. Yeah. Like you just yeah. leave feeling like. Like, like a rock star. Like, You're like, yes, yeah. I can do anything. This is a, it's really empowering. And the, and the, the, the culture around it, like all the other, other women in the class are super uplifting and encouraging. And, and it's a, it's a cool environment for sure. Yeah. That's, cool. that's so, that's awesome. Now you also roller skate too, right? Oh yeah. Girl. That I roller skate. That's what I want to do. My next fashion show. I want to put all my models on roller skates and let them just skate around. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Cause like it's, it's become one of the biggest trends. Yeah. I saw on like the news, how people are just picking up roller skates. Oh yeah. Like being quarantined. Right yeah. It like took off. Roller skates yeah. were selling out. You like couldn't get them anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Which is really you cool. Should, uh, you should Nothing. go back to some of your theater days and kind of do a hybrid of um, Starlight Express. Oh my god! <laughs> Meet your clothing line. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! We're influencers. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking notes. Keep the ideas going. Okay? <laughs> um. So. What other pastimes do you have? I mean, because you, you, I know that right now because of quarantine, things are kind of like quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what, how do you 
I know that you do other things outside of fashion as well. So how do you keep yourself healthy, mentally, emotionally, physically? We know that pole dancing is part of it. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dancing, honestly, dancing in general. Like I grew up dancing and I love it so much. And I think sometimes we think that we have to pursue something professionally in order to keep doing it. And I think that that's wrong. You know, like I didn't decide to pursue dancing, but um, a career in dance, but it's so therapeutic to me and it's so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I picked up pole dancing at, you know, 38 years old. I just started it last year, Mm -hmm. which seems like, you know, kind of old to be picking up a new sport, (laughs) but it was awesome. And it really brought a lot of value to my life. And so having those kinds of outlets for me, dancing is big. Um, I love roller skating. Um, and that those outlets keep me sane. I've noticed that during this COVID time, the more active I am, the happier I am. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you, what are you looking forward to? What do you see yourself doing or what's happening with your company? Like what's, what, what do you have? What news do you have? (laughs) What's going on? What's going on? I just had, um, I had a fashion show in August that was really cool. It was my first digital fashion show with Helsinki Fashion Week. Um, That was amazing. Um, You know, it was all digital models. They took models and they scanned them and made avatars out of them. And then created the clothes digitally in a digital environment. Um, It was really, really awesome. And especially during these times, you know, where you can't have a physical fashion show with mm-hmm. models and stuff. But I am already planning my next show. So hopefully, hopefully 2021, we'll be able to to gather, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we'll be able to gather a little bit more because yeah. as cool as a digital fashion show is, and I, I don't think that that's going anywhere. I think that is part of the future of fashion. Um, lots of things have gone digital that we didn't have before, right? Um, lots of industries have figured out how to how to do that because they've had to. And fashion is definitely one of those things. But there's just no substitute for the energy you mm-hmm. get when there's a group of people in the room, whether it's concert or church or a fashion show or a mm-hmm. sporting event, the energy of being with other people. You just can't get that through the internet. So, Amen to that. <laughs> so I'm, I am looking forward to gathering in 2021. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and everything's on your website, right? You sell th- your clothes through the website. Yes. And, and you can Yeah. And you can see past collections and, and go to my shop there. I do custom pieces. So if you want a bomber jacket made out of your favorite t-shirts, I can do that for you. I'm currently making corsets out of t-shirts um, and I can do custom custom with that too. That's awesome. So as we wrap up, Rebecca, do you have any last little bits of words of wisdom for our listeners? Yes, definitely. Um, I was thinking like, what would I tell my younger self? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it would be not to wait and to, to act. I made a lot of excuses. like okay, I need a better camera to take better photos. 
I need a, you know, I need to get the right model. I needed a, and all these are excuses were just keeping me from, from acting right. And keeping me from doing it. It was totally, it's totally fear-based. Mm-hmm. Um, you tell yourself you're not ready. No, my work's not ready. It's not good enough yet. Da, da, da. But it's, those are just excuses not, not to put your work out there because whatever, there are different fears. You might be afraid of it being judged. Maybe it won't take off, whatever it is. But I spent a lot of time in that preparation mode because I was telling myself that, no, I still have so much more to do before releasing, mm-hmm. releasing my baby into the world. And it yeah. really hindered me. It wasn't yeah. until like, I think I was listening to a podcast and someone said something like, done is better than perfect. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh my God. Okay, I just need to, I just need to get it out. I need to push it out there. I just need to, to release it into the world. And nothing's ever really going to be perfect, right? You're always going to be like, okay, it's, there's always more you can do. Yeah. But I think those excuses kept me from moving forward and, and learning and progressing um, because I wouldn't, wouldn't release my work into the world. You have to, you know, you like, just, just do it. It's, you're going to get better. You're going to learn. You're going to, you're going to make mistakes. It's inevitable, but don't Mm -hmm. wait. The quicker you make your mistakes, the quicker you can learn from them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and wait. make new mistakes. <laughs> yes. And then you can make new ones. No, but seriously. So I think I just, I wish that there's a lot, I wish I would have done things sooner and, and pushed myself to, to get stuff out there sooner. I, I yeah. learned, you know, just in the past couple of years, I've, I've gotten so much better at it. I'm like, okay, we're doing it. We're putting it out. You know, yeah. whereas before I was like, no, it's not ready. It's not ready. It's not ready. Which are just fear-based excuses. I love what you just said about just just keep moving forward. Just yeah. keep moving forward because imagine where we would be <laughs> if we just did that. We wouldn't, I know. And imagine we wouldn't be anywhere if we didn't put put our work out into the world, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Fear really keeps keeps you stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's you it. Just gotta, you just got to go out there. You got to get it. Yes, girl. Get it. <laughs> Awesome. And you're getting it. So yes. thank We're you. We're all getting it. So are you, ladies. She is a yeah. true hustler. She is a bulldog not to be reckoned with. <laughs> yes. I love seeing this powerful ladies though doing their thing. Aww. You guys are doing it too. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for having me. To check out Rebecca's clothing line, visit her website at www.irishlatina.com and also on Instagram at irishlatinalabel. Irish Latina is offering an exclusive deal for all What The Fun listeners. By visiting www.irishlatina.com, you can get 30% off all in-stock merchandise with promo code WTFUN30. And or you can get 20% off custom orders, which includes the corsets and bomber jackets we talked about during the interview, with promo code WTFUN20. Also, items are included with this offer, and so is free shipping. So take advantage of this exclusive deal, which only runs from Friday, December 4th to Thursday, December 10th. Yes, and please make sure you are subscribed to all of our podcast platforms. And hey, while you're at it, go ahead and write us a quick little review on whichever platform you use to stream. We love hearing from you. We post new episodes of What the Fun podcast every other Friday. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.